Today we have Christina Buchanan, a speech therapist, CDCS, is the founder and president of Trinity Speech Therapy, PLC, out of the Triangle of Raleigh, North Carolina. Christina provides a triad of services within her practice model, including insurance-based ST services, education, dementia advocacy, and programming within senior living communities. Christina and her team of clinicians are passionate about providing patient-centered, compassionate care, driving evidence-based practice with incredible outcomes. Welcome, Christina. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Jocelyn. So what does um, compassionate care look like? I really love that phrasing, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah. So what does that so, look like and how can we promote that? It's funny because that, that part of the, the logo or slogan, so to say, mm-hmm. came from a prior doctor's office that I used to go to and was, I love the doctor and her practice was called compassionate care associates. And I said, I love that little phrase there. Yeah. And I'm not going to name my business up, but I certainly want to incorporate that because I believe what I provide is full of, of zeal and inspiration. And I I do feel that when my patients like see me and they talk to me, they're like, wow, you really love what you do. Yeah. And if I've impressed that upon them, if anything, then I know that I'm providing the care that I would want to receive if I was 90 years old. Right. So think about the care that you would want to receive from a doctor, a nurse practitioner, whatever, you know, your, your own doctor, which we don't see that enough of that today. We, we see too much of this 15 minutes in 15 minutes out, done, get out. You're That's all they're heart. allowed, which is really, really sad. <laughs> it's coming what therapists are allowed. It, it, it's already here, right? Like yeah. therapists are allowed 15 minute units, you know, to give this like compassionate care. Like, so what I've done is I've woven that not only into like, you know, our, our slogan, but like, okay. Um, my SLP, you know, over here in this building, you got 45 minutes to an hour with your people. I'm not going to load you or overload you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Unless you can take 45 minutes and, and do what you need to do. You tell me what you can do in this given time, but I'm never going to give you less than that. So you can give compassionate care and see better outcomes yeah. in your treatment. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and I, I definitely have seen that in, you know, when, and at least, and I don't know about home health so much, but in the nursing homes, like when we see this roller coaster of yeah. like, you know, caseload is super busy and then we're cutting minutes down, which may not always be the ethical choice <laughs> um, but, because yeah. it's, 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 it's imposed upon you to do that. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's imposed because they're giving you no time to yeah. gather yourself for your next patient. Never mind when you're within your session. And it's, it's something that when I d- d- designed the business, I started off with two patients. I'm like, I'm so happy. Now I have 18 cases a week as a business owner. So I'm busy with all my admin, my meetings, Yeah. Um, but I'm, but I'm, I'm blessed and I'm, I'm thankful that I can do this. And you know, I still have my own health to be able to help other people. So right. I think that goes a long way when we show that we care that, you know, our passion is driving our treatment is driving our outcomes. And, you know, part of that is showing that you are compassionate towards these people who are sick um, and whatever way that they are sick or they're having a, a difficulty, we are there to come beside them and to show that we're not just you know, cold clinicians that we are compassionate people. And that's one one of the things I really love about home health is that you're able to bring it into the home and your, your goal is to keep them home longer. And, you know, and I usually get them after it's 
kind of been determined sometimes that their home is not a good choice for them. And I, I really like, I really like, I really respect the home health world. Uh, yeah. It's just never worked out for my, my career. Um, and senior living is much like that too. Like yeah. where I work in independent living and assisted living. So they, they may have a transition. And as part of the advocacy part of our company, we help, you know, with transitioning. We we do the cognitive assessments. And as a C, you know, certified dementia care specialist, I have the ability to say, look, I'm part of this process and I'm here to help and support you. Here's the cognitive testing. Here's where treatment has brought us. This is the amount of supervision your patient or your mom or dad needs. Mm-hmm. And we need to make sure that they're getting that wherever they go, where they need a diet recommendation, they need to be downgraded. And if you go to this facility, you're not going to have diet options. So be mindful about where you're putting mom or dad so that we can be part of that process. And, you know, as far as the independent consulting part of it, that's going to be part of the wellness component of our larger, bigger idea down the road, where we're going to have care managers involved in our company. So we can partner with them and provide this immense support network of transitionary care um, and help people help those folks get into the proper settings that start right right? We see this kind of, you know, this movement of people that are coming into facilities and they're too, they're too, um, you know, deficient to come in to an independent living setting. They really should be in assisted living or memory care. Mm -hmm. So we want to help properly place so people can age in place longer. Yeah. Yeah. I I like, I like that. The less transitions, the better (laughs) in honesty. And I think we, as speech pathologists have an impact on that. I don't think that, you know, it's, it's not our jam to be care managers by any means, but we definitely have the ability to impact that. And I have had lots of folks consulting, many, many people consulting and just saying, hey, what do you think that, you know, I respect your opinion, Christine. I want to talk to you about where my dad is and, mm-hmm. and get your thoughts about where yeah. we're going. So it goes a long way. Uh, I, I love it. Uh, so you, you mentioned, I, I saw this last minute, so I apologize. It's not going to be worded very well, okay. uh, but you are a business mentor. Uh, can you tell yeah. me a little bit more about what that sure. entails? <laughs> So on our alternative healthcare website, you know, in our wonderful um, Facebook group that we have, and we're, we're so excited. It's growing. Um, we've had so many people and I just, as um, a partner with that whole piece and, and a person that's involved um, in the um, business mentor program, I've seen so many more people come through and are excited to start something new and to get into whether it's a clinical or a non-clinical profession, it's really excited. So with the business mentor program, um, we are actually, you know, therapists helping therapists become business owners. And so that whole idea and concept um, came from Emma. She reached out to me as um, I was starting my company and we've been in touch ever since. And it's just been a pleasure working with her and working with Mike and so excited to continue doing that. They are both like gems of people um, We're all kind of people person kind of people. So, you know, um, we enjoy it. We love working with folks. We love educating and educating is all three of us. We have this passion for education. Um, we also have Liz Collette, who's also started um, with her CDP program. All these new additions have been so wonderful. And with the business mentor program, we help people from start to finish, come up with their concept, their logo, 
all of that, um, their, um, their plan, and then we package it. Emma's just beginning to also put some great online um, programming in place so they can access it online. I'm also a local business mentor here in North Carolina. I help um, businesses kind of start and also help with programming in some of the facilities. So any kind of different facets of your side hustle or main hustle that yeah. you can actually grow. And then if you decide it's your full-time thing, I mean, our hope is that people take these great um, concepts and ideas, these, these businesses and grow them into something wonderful for the communities that they live in. Mm -hmm. um, because we're all part of making like best care and best outcomes, the best thing for people to do and th things that people love to do. Like, so clinicians love to, to help. That's kind of in our, that's in our repertoire. It's we're, in a, yeah. we're in a helping profession. That's what we, yeah. yeah. It's in our DNA. So yeah. in, in some way, shape or form, if you find yourself leaving your, your, um, your profession, but you get into another field that lines, and I've seen that happen. I'm watching and like kind of reading everyone's kind of post on alternative healthcare. I see people even leaving to go into activities or they go somewhere else, you know, but it's essentially a helping profession, educational. Um, I love it. I love seeing that. And I'm like, this is what we need more of. We need to also see each other as less of competitors and more people beside each other working. Yes within the same space because the playground, my friends is huge. Okay. There's plenty of space on the playground for <laughs> everybody. Okay. And if you don't know something, either do one of two things, know it best and get to know it, become the expert in it. If it's your passion or something you want to develop in yourself or get the right expert involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's my advice for that. I love that. Um, okay. So rural SLPs are a lot of times generalists, like you were just talking about. Um, so we would need to be reaching out and getting to know somebody else. So what do we, what do you recommend that we do? Um, I cannot, I can refer to somebody who has more experience, for example, a voice patient, not my area of expertise. Um, they've already seen the ENT and all that. So um, I suggest to the family and the patient that they might need to see a specialist in voice and it's a two and a half hour drive. They don't want to do that. So that leaves me holding the ball. So what do I do? What do you, so good question. I love it. Um, <laughs> the question is, is it, so is it something that you could do or get yourself like up and, you know, up and coming on, you could go, I mean, again, we're the experts in voice. So, and we, we've been trained, we may not be niche to that specifically, right. but it might be something that you can, um, educate yourself, do some more CEUs on and say, Hey, I'm really wanting to kind of see you, but you know, let me get myself kind of back into the mode of voice again and look into that for you. Or perhaps, and if it, of course it's a rural issue, you know, where you're driving that far, is there a telehealth option? We still have telehealth guidelines out you there. now. Yeah. <laughs> when the, when the, Talk on wood, right. That's Talk on wood, right. We still have yeah. that. Option. Yeah. yeah. So when this particular case happened, it was before telehealth was an option for us. So, but I did have this happen to me. It was an inherited patient. I had not seen a patient with, yeah. It was, he had a paralyzed vocal cord. Um, and I did, I ended up doing a bunch of CEUs <laughs> in a hurry <laughs> just to for refresh you. Yeah. Refresh my yeah. mind on it. Cause uh, they, the family could not drive anywhere to get. And my question to you is how did it feel to go kind of back and to like, you know, refresh yourself? Yeah. It, it was a good time. refresher. It was a really good refresher. And, and then I saw where I could use it in other 
patients. That's where I was going to go next. And you already kind of took that like, you know, concept because if you are relearning something or bettering your skills and getting back into like more the, of the current evidence by doing your CEUs and doing something more updated, which I always gain something from every time I take my LSVT and I'm a voice specialist. So I do the LSVT jam all the time. And I love my LSVT patients. I have just that population has a near and dear, just like my my folks with dementia. There's just something very near and dear with that. And when I see a struggle, it's like, it's my, my heart's desire to want to like help, you know, you can get louder. It's, I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to be your, your, your teacher, your mentor, but your coach and get you louder and pull you out of that, that place. Cause I know there's more of you in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a hard place. I think with Parkinson's, it's also kind of emotional, psychological component well yes. it's like the locked box feeling like you're in this tiny box and you can't get out you're literally within your you know so that was that's the concept of the of the podcast is like you know um voice box you is you know kind of letting clinicians come out of their box too you know like you said like introverts people that have great brains and minds and we can all um <laughs> kind of get together caveat but um the rural slp has a very big challenge right so it's like the referrals getting patients. So there's a couple of ways I would approach this and I can kind of summarize that one, you know, figuring out if the one time a week is even going to be worth it. Most of the cases, if they're pretty severe, like a, like a paralyzed vocal fold, you need more treatment than that. There needs to be more treatment than just one time a week, because it's not going to get that patient better. Mm-hmm. Um, telehealth options now, then that wasn't the case, but right. we do have that still in place. And they're, they're reviewing it. I'm looking at the, the ASHA guidelines on that. So make sure you look at your ASHA guidelines to see if telehealth can be something, um, Medicare continues to uphold. And it's something that you can bill for, um, which is, has been a powerful tool now since we've, we've been in COVID. I know that COVID has produced a lot of challenges, but it's also produced a lot of avenues for people who haven't been able to get the help they need. Right. Yeah. Um, Agreed. And then third, (laughs) third, learn up right? Learn up, um, add up, education up, you know, just get your, get yourself back into a gear. It might not be your favorite topic, but again, what you had said, going back to the crux of that, it might provide insights into other patients down the road and give you that level up that you need in your therapy sessions to come. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent summary. Thank you. (laughs) That was was great. Uh, where can we find, find you and, and more learn more about you and what you're doing? Sure. So I'm, um, locale wise, I'm out of, um, Wake County, uh, North Carolina. So I'm in the Cary, I'm in the Raleigh, I'm in the apex area. My office, my outpatient office, um, is right out of apex North Carolina. So we're right off of the, um, the main drag there. Um, it's a tiny little town, but it's a sweet town. It's kind of connected to, uh, Raleigh, Cary, like all the main veins of the triangle. So we're out here. Um, we're also looking forward to some really neat partnerships coming up in the months ahead with OT and PT practices that are also growing in the area. So you can kind of see us be part of that. We also, um, we're on the voyage rally. Um, one of their covers for, um, the magazine out there. So you can go on Voyage Raleigh and find a little bit about our company, what we do. And so we're on that. We actually got featured last month on that, which was kind of neat. That's um, exciting. 
Yeah. Yes. Congratulations. Our, our website at um, www.trinityspeechtherapy.com. Find out more information about our insurances and what we can provide, but we're mainly out of North Carolina. Um, and so we are an insurance-based ST practice, but we also provide programming, educational websites, um, well, educational programming. We provide um, staff programming as well. So if there's dementia training needed in buildings, we do that. And as of the last few years, which has been such a blessing for the communities, we've been doing um, support groups for Parkinson's disease and dementia and providing those in the evening times for caregivers, which has blessed me back as much as I, I know that it's blessing the community. So, yeah. Yeah. Th- those are great learning experiences for us as clinicians, as well yes. as the families. Yeah. Yes. It That's really great. puts us in tune to what's happening yeah. from that angle. Yeah. And yeah. It's fantastic. So we're growing and we're excited and Great. thrilled to, to, to help um, other clinicians that want the same. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks again. For-